0: Hello and welcome to the new Pedagodzilla on-tour podcast feed. You join us now for our mini-series, recorded at Playful Learning 2023, on fabulous formative failures and the Danish movement Pissedaleg Undervisning, or piss-poor teaching. If you want to listen to our other content of understanding pedagogic theories through the lens of pop culture, then head on over to pedagodzilla.com where you can find our entire back catalogue of episodes and subscribe to this and our main podcast feed. And over now to playful learning twenty twenty three and our discussions on fabulous formative failures and piss poor teaching. Hello and welcome to playful learning. Welcome to, to playful learning twenty twenty three. Um, I am your host, Mike. Uh, senior learning Design at Open University and grab microphone. And I am joined by
1: Nick Witten from Durham University, soon to be Southampton University.
0: When does that start? Uh, first, uh,
1: first of September. How
0: exciting! What are you doing there?
1: I'm going to be a professor of digital learning and play.
0: Digital learning and well, that's that, that's your wheelhouse, pretty much. So enough, isn't it? Well,
1: that's it. Play. What, what's not under the digital learning bit as well. That's fair
0: enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have uh, just over ten minutes to now on the next session of Playful Learning and. Our entire uh, shtick uh, for this, uh, this conference is um, fabulous failure and Excellent. the formative nature of it. So I wanted to ask you, where does failure fit into playful learning?
1: Oh, God. I could talk for 10 minutes nonstop on this. So I'm actually doing quite a bit about thinking about failure-based learning. Again, the other person you need to talk to is Rochelle O'Brien. So yeah. She and I are writing a paper on escape rooms and failure. Ooh. And she's, she's doing some really amazing stuff with escape rooms. But um, for me, it comes back to the magic circle. So the idea, I think it's probably talked about at length before, but the idea about when you play with somebody, you create this magic circle of play, which is a safe space in which people agree to abide by the rules of the game and the rules of play, and those rules are different from being in real life. And in that space, you can do different things. You can fail. Yeah. Um, and aside from that is the idea, if you look at video games, they are designed as little failure spaces. So you don't play games thinking you're going to win straight because that would be really boring, but they're really good at balancing failure and repetition and practice and levelling up and things being achievable but not always achievable and in that kind of flow space. So actually, if you can take the ideas from video games about failure being a progressive path to learning and it being integral to learning, and then the ideas from the idea of the magic circle about having a space space to fail, then actually... Seems to be the perfect zone to do that in.
0: A progressive way of learning, progressive space to learn. Love it.
1: So, if you think about little kids and they spend the first year, year and a half of their life failing to walk and failing to talk,
0: losers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Doing that for years. (laughs) Going backwards if I want.
1: But they don't, it's not like they they go, I don't do it. They, They do a little bit and they keep doing it and they want to do it. They're intrinsically motivated to do those things. And then they do it, and then we spend the rest of the life so to just sit down and shut up. But that's beside the point. So at some point, between little kids learning to do things they really want to learn things, they go to school, and then they learn things for the exams. And by the time they come to university, they're so indoctrinated into you learn things that are going to be on the test, not because you care about them or because you are interested in them. And you have to learn them, then you're tested on them. And if you fail the test, that's really bad, and you go back to square one. Hmm. And that's not how it should be.
0: So we have this kind of uh, the almost sort of the natural biological side of things, where failure is kind of a part of the progression, and then we absolutely bastardize that by slapping on a a total like fail, a, a hard line failure yeah. in the systems that we which add. Is
1: very seldom the case in the real world. Yeah. You know, if you do, if you learn a new skill at work and you you write a report for the first time, it's not like they go, "No, I got forty-five percent." game over and be like no we get some feedback rewrite it yeah um, and it's again it sort of ties in with the whole authentic assessment idea mm. but i think the idea of play and using game-based mechanics makes it easier in a way because it's it's expected in games and people and you're just used to the idea that actually it doesn't matter if you fail or if you because you, you're going to do it again
0: i get you and so actually games are almost like a a cheating analogy that you could use for it in, for example, a professional environment where, oh, no, 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 we don't, or oh, education environment, no, 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 we don't, We don't. you know, failure's not a thing that happens here. Oh, but it's in a game-playful way. Oh, yeah, 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 in which case you can iterate and you can... You, you can do it, there's no problem,
1: because we did, we did a lot of stuff back in the day, back in the early playful learnings, with getting students to design escape rooms, because game design, like playing games, you never get it right first time, because mm-hmm. you're not designed, you've got, you don't get the level right, you don't get the balance right, yep. you don't... So you need to, it's it, part accepted that you, you do it, and then you Get feedback, and do it in this iterative. And we had uh, sixth form students, and they were designing escape rooms. And it got—they were very much these kind of the way the education system worked was they learnt the thing, they were tested on the thing, they learnt the thing, they were tested on the thing. But they'd never gone it back to we learnt the thing, we're going to improve it, we're going to do it again, do it again. And the feedback that we got from the students was just amazing—that actually they hadn't ever thought about learning like that. Everything had been segmented and then tested. And segmented, and, and actually, it's this iterative. But everything's ongoing. Everything's about when you leave university, everybody will fail at something. Often, you know, fail on a fairly regular basis. And the more stuff you put yourself into, the more opportunities you have to fail. And post-COVID, there's lots of evidence that students' fear of failure has gone up. Mm-hmm. So, how do what can we do to make, create these safe spaces to remove them? And again, I think the idea of the magic circle is really important because it's in that safe space that people have agreed to come into, where the rules of the real world don't count and players have failures expected. It's just really important.
0: So I've just come out of a session, funnily enough, which was uh, beta testing a game, well, t- testing an early version of a game. Uh, Penn, um, Laura hmm. Mitchell, or Penn Holland, Laura Mitchell, uh, and third person, sorry, sorry. But anyway, um, and some aspects of the game aren't there yet, and they're totally acknowledging that, and they're iterating it while we're playing on it, and we're finding little problems and stuff as we go through. But it's absolutely... It was that kind of space where we could talk about it, where we could laugh about it, and it didn't feel like because the game wasn't, like, super smooth.
1: So do we ever give students the the opportunity for that sort of of feedback? Yeah. Rather than making, oh, it's got to be formative, or it's got to be something... Why don't we produce... Think about, in terms of learning, how do we provide those safe spaces for going, right, this isn't formed yet, but maybe we get some ideas from it.
0: So what is, um, from your perspective, the most important thing to take people from that formative that iterative to the next step of their learning
1: So I think part of it is framing it and part of it is not springing it on people I'm all for surprises but surprise of actually going to have to do this again or you're going to have to um, you're going to fail shouldn't be a surprise actually it should be something that's inevitable and teaching students how to fail progressively so reframing failure as it's a bad thing to actually it's a good thing because it's something that we all need to learn to do I think is the biggie, and students understanding that actually it's not. Failure becomes a different thing, and and also I think removing any opportunities for epic fails, we just shouldn't have them. It's just
0: (laughs) Nick, thanks so much for that. I'm conscious of the time. Where can people find you online?
1: Uh, At uh, Nick Whitten
0: on Twitter. Anything to plug? Say that again. Anything to plug?
1: publications books papers no well i suppose i've written a book since i spoke to you last yeah and can i remember the title it... isn't it
0: like the book on playful learning absolutely
1: yeah i'll, I'll nod and smile at that
0: is is it it's... called the book on playful learning Cause it probably <laughs> should be.
1: it's called i can play and learning in adulthood
0: reimagining
1: right. the politics and pedagogy of education Sounds very grown up when I say it like that.
0: Yeah, you can't... Nick's voice didn't betray her facial expression there, which was (laughs) questing. (laughs) Nick, thanks so much for joining us. We'll get you again later uh, on the show. Uh, Now it's probably time to get on to the next session. Thanks so
1: much. Thanks very much. Take care. Nice.